Namaskar. Hello and welcome to P Guru's channel. I'm your host, Sri Ayer. Monday nights, 9 p.m. is Abhijit time. And as always, Abhijit is here with us to answer your questions. Let's welcome Abhijit Ayer Doran Mitra. Abhijit, Namaskar and welcome to P Guru's channel. Vanakkam, Yellarum, Sahodra, Sahodri, Galak, Yenoda, Kale, Vanakkam. Kaleya, Malaya. Malay, 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 sorry. Malay, Malay, Okay, all right. Um, Very good. He's saying evening greetings to one and all. Let's jump right to the questions. We have a smaller, shorter session today. So we're going to try and see how quickly we can go through the questions. The overflow, as always, will be addressed by Abhijit at an opportune time during the week. So let's go. HSEDNA TV wants to know, how does a defense budget get implemented in general in a country? <clears throat> okay, so the process is, uh, I can tell you what happens in France uh, and America, but those are the ones I've studied really closely. Uh, in America, there's a huge process corruption, but in France, it's a backwards calculation, which I think is very important for a middle economy. So they basically know what they're going to get as a percentage of GDP. They plan for the next 10 to 12 to 15 years, depending on what the program is. So, for example, a nuclear submarine program will be planned out over 30 years. Okay. Uh, uh, if it's a tank procurement, it will be planned out over 12 to 15 years. So the greater the complexity, the longer the planning, the longer the budget setting out. Uh, so second part of the question, do politicians in India pocket a certain amount of the budget to themselves, not of the budget? No. Uh, uh, the pocketing happens uh, in other ways and other places, but it isn't to do with, uh, it, it's not the budget goes into their pockets direct, no. Uh, how should India ideally allocate money to defense the French way? In fact, uh, employ the French way completely. Uh, uh, give a commitment that you're going to, uh, you know, peg it to 3% of the GDP. And that way, you know, there will be a constant uh, uh, knowledge of what you're going to get. Uh, there is to be no out-of-pocket emergency expenses and things. Uh, everything needs to be provisioned beforehand. If, if an emergency expense arises, you need to be sacking people. And if the budget money isn't used at the end of the year, it needs to be put into the war uh, uh, kitty, into the war reserve. Next question, please. Mandar Karnik wants to know, what are the implications of a border state like Punjab being ruled by the Aam Admi Party? Insurgency. Insurgency all over again. Uh, because remember, they don't care. Uh, they really don't care if everything burns as long as they come to power. Okay. So uh, as it is, they're dangerously. You're, you're, you're seeing the beginnings uh, of an insurgency. Uh, I don't know how many of you lived through the 80s. Okay, but even now, uh, having lived through the early 80s and early uh, uh, early 90s, uh, I can tell you it was these small, small sparks combined with this kind of irresponsible politics that led to insurgency in both Punjab and Kashmir. So, yeah, you're looking at, uh, look, Khalistan, the Khalistan movement is going to raise its head again, irrespective of AAP. AAP is just going to accelerate the process. Abhishek wants to know, sir, why are Venezuela and Cuba Cuba still under brutal sanctions? Do you think that sanctions should be removed? Mm, well, look, uh, sanctions depend on the country. Uh, tomorrow, if I want to sanction Pakistan, I can do it. Uh, the issue is, will it impact Pakistan? No. America can. Uh, and basically, we know that both the Cuban and Venezuelan government are... Uh, extremely uh, brutal and nasty. Uh, 
Uh, and so America has those sanctions in place. Is it a form of regime change? Yes. Uh, but does America have the right to put sanctions? Yes. So, no, I don't think sanctions uh, should be removed or not removed. It's a, it's a sovereign decision to make. Next question, please, from Seturam. Is it good for a growing country like Bharat, where people spend time on digital content consumption and cyber coolies? Uh, is it good for a growing time? Or how can you stop it? What are the implications on our economy in long term? Any course correction? Well, well, look, I mean, there's two kinds of implications. One is if you subscribe to all the right stuff, you probably like P Gurus, for example. So like, share and subscribe and leave a comment below for the algorithm. Uh, so if you uh, subscribe to nice channels like P Guru, the chances are, you know, your career opportunities and things, your horizons will broaden. You will gain more knowledge. You will become a smarter investor, etc., etc., etc. Uh, if you watch weirdo channels, the chances are you're just whiling your time away. Unfortunately, it turns out that most of the watching is of digital entertainment, which is a complete waste of everybody's time. Okay, Because entertainment is great when you lead an extremely busy life and then you know, uh, uh, watch two, three hours to go offline or something like that. But in this case, it's people whiling away their entire time. So it's it's never been a productive thing. And mind you, even the content isn't very good. So therein lies the problem. Any cost correction tips? Yes, industrialize. Make people so busy with their jobs that they don't have time for this crap. Next question, please. Um, Raj Kshitij wants to know, do you ever think merger of Russia, resource-rich, and India, a huge market, would be in mutual interest mitigating each other's strategic risks with alternate government system and troop rotation? So, you know, India isn't that big of a market. The high disposable income market is uh, equivalent to Australia. It's not even equivalent to a small country like Germany. Okay, so uh, no, you don't really, it's, 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 uh, it, it, it's a very poor country and resources which the poor country simply cannot use unless it industrializes. Okay. So, uh, no, I don't think that is a optimal uh, situation. Next. Next question, please. Mandar Karnik again. Considering the challenges faced by the LCA project, are you confident that projects like AMCA and TEDBF will be successful in India or will they face challenges time-wise? Boss, boss, I've seen the initial uh, 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 the uh, plans and this and that. They've learned nothing. You know why? Because there's never been any accountability. Has anyone been punished for the 40-year delay in the LCA? No. So how do you think anybody's going to, well, not 40-year, but say 20-year delay in uh, this thing, when most of its other, uh, you know, uh, uh, planes that were jointly developed are now in the third or fourth upgrade cycles? So when you are that far behind and nobody's been punished, tell me how are you going to learn lessons to course correct? So no, they are going to go the same path as the LCO. Abhishek wants to know, sir, what is the sociological reason that Punjab has too many so many Babas and Deras and they are blind following? Why even rich people get attracted to the Babas? No, uh, it's the same in almost all states. Huh? There's no particularly great uh, 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 increase in uh, Punjab. I think the thing about Punjab is uh, you'll find deras and babas across the rest of India tend to have a localized but interstate following. 
whereas deras and babas in punjab are very sikh specific uh, and uh, therefore they are mostly constrained to punjab geographically so uh, it, it's very much to do with what original religion those babas and deras are taking off of um can you put up that graphic please viewers this is a book that i wrote 4 years ago and it details how the nse shenanigans were done by chitra ramakrishna ravi narayan and many babus from uh, finance ministry they are all roaming free and and all this the main champion of all these was the evil genius chidambaram and and 4 years later now you are seeing something emerge just think about how much effective it would have been if the government had jumped on it in 2018 itself because they've all wiped out the evidences i mean you can say a lot of things are happening but at the end if you need to have evidence to convict people and for that you need to act timely so i have my doubts on what's going to happen in this uh, nse collocation scam but it was the dumbest thing to do for the people they were brazen they were totally full of hubris they thought they can get away with bloody murder that's what has happened in this case but still you know uh, these people roam free give statements and they act as if they have done nothing wrong anyway next question please can i just say i love chidambaram and even if he's an evil genius remember even an evil genius is a genius yeah i'm giving him a left handed compliment that's all yeah i like chidambaram <laughs> Aditya wants uh, to know yeah go ahead uh between peer reviewed articles and actual books do you think peer reviewed articles hold up well during a casual research uh not necessarily boss see a book uh, has a lot more ideas uh because you know it's it, it it gets into greater depth not necessarily but it combines a lot of ideas whereas a peer reviewed article focuses in on just one idea Uh, or one causality or one correlation so uh, i i don't uh, make a difference between the two my book reading happens parallel i force myself to read peer review articles to understand micro detail i read books because i want the macro big picture okay so it's like uh, looking at something it a 5x zoom and then a 10x zoom okay that's it otherwise there's no real uh, uh, this thing uh, Uh, do they hold up well during casual research yeah mostly they do mostly they actually hold up well unless you know the uh, uh, the goal posts uh, not the goal posts the kya um, kehte hain the the assumptions are flawed um, and mostly when the assumptions themselves are flawed you know i kind of lose interest in the article even before i finish reading it because i know if the assumption is flawed the end result is going to be flawed so then after that i just do a speed read anyway i speed read but here i do a 5x speed read and uh, i'm yet to come across an article that i've read where the assumptions were flawed and the result was good but i still read it because there's never this you know there'll always be one or two really smart points somewhere which you can pick up even in a wrong article so yeah and how do you approach a book when you're hard pressed on time look boss i speed read everything theek hai na i can finish off a really fat book uh, like say uh, uh you know like my favorite author ian morris's why the west rules for now i finished off in about 3 days okay so uh, i do, i i read things very fast it's it's uh we were trained to do it as kids you know my parents kind of forced me to do it both my mom and my dad so it's it, it, you learn it 
Kapil Gund wants to know your thoughts on MMRCA2, Navy F-18, Rafale, best option. Boss, I've, I've just given up. I've ju just given up, Kapil. You know, I mean, uh, boss, this is like MMRCA, then MMRCA2. Uh, this is just complete nonsense. This is uh, uh, major league, uh, higher level defense mismanagement. And I've just given up. Because anything right now that is not aimed at a single engine fighter, which you're going to buy at least, at least 400, 500 off, is a complete waste of everybody's time. Okay. Uh, and if you don't want to buy Rafale or F-16, perfectly fine. Place the order for 500 Tejas uh, 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 right now. Okay. Stop wasting people's time. Kanda Batata wants to know, anti-nuclear folks who say nuclear is non-renewable stress that uranium-238 is rare and that's why it is not considered renewable. What are your thoughts? Say nuclear, look, the non-renewability argument of nuclear comes from the fact that it is renewable, but it's non-renewable. Like if you look at the three-stage program, it's meant to utilize the fuel from one into the second stage and then into the third stage. And now we've given up on, we've, I, think we've, I think we've abandoned the entire program going by the budgetary figures. But it's it, uh, theoretically, it's been condensed to a two-stage because we realized the fast breeder reactor probably wasn't going to happen. And now it turns out probably even the thorium isn't going to happen. But look, uh, you can always change uranium. Okay, you can change uranium to things. You can change the isotope. That is the beauty of uh, nuclear fuel. So it's uh, uh, the, the non-renewability, it's still renewable for about 100 to 120. 20 years or so, uh, precisely because of the change factor, if you uh, keep in touch with all the technology, I mean, keep in pace with all the technology, the big issue that they have is meltdowns and uh, 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 the, the storage, uh, you know, the uh, pollution that comes from the storage of nuclear material. And those are basic nonsense arguments. Okay, they're complete nonsense arguments. Uh, it, it all depends on how careful you are with your reactors and how you store them. That's it. So it's 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 taking a pollution argument. Remember, when you say non-renewable, it can be renewable but polluting and would still be considered unclean and therefore they, they would merge it with non-renewable. I think that's what's happening in the case of nuclear. But nuclear is eminently renewable, including U-238, which isn't all that rare, huh? I, I, I've never found, uh, I've never read this argument that it's rare. Uh, so what you're saying, if I understand you correctly, is that uranium can be reprocessed right around the same place where the plant is and then repurposed. Like no, no, no. I mean, I mean, look, there, there's a process to doing it. The isotopes can be changed. Okay, okay. so the isotopes, you can, you, you can work and you can mutate it. That's the whole beauty of nuclear, right? So you can always make, you, you can get different isotopes in different ways. Wonderful. Next question, Ajay Kumar wants to know, why haven't we seen any friendly shootout in this war? Uh, you haven't seen any friendly shootout reported. There's a very high likelihood that there have been significant incidences of friendly shootouts. It's just not been reported. Mr. Lee wants to know, why does the West oppose potential civilizational states such as China, India, Russia and continues to attempt in spread of liberal democracy? Uh, okay. See, I'm not even sure I agree with this uh, opposing civilization states. Okay. It's always been uh, an interest-driven thing. 
uh, it has nothing to do with the civilization itself. It has to do with interests and how they oppose Western interests. And liberal democracy is basically just a hogwash way of wrapping things around. Because remember, today, when you say liberal democracy, what do you mean? It's an NGO which can be corrupted and brought about to... Uh, uh, it's, it's Look, a liberal democracy, quote-unquote, is the new dictatorship. In the olden days, you had a dictator who could be controlled through certain leverage. Today, you have governments that can be controlled through NGOs one way or another. So that is why it's it's not just dogma. It's also the smart way of doing things. Um, a shout out to our viewers that uh, unanswered questions of episode 49 are available on our second channel. And we'll put you the link right now, right after this question. So that you know where to go look for your unanswered questions of the previous episode. We've been doing this for a, for a while now. The unanswered questions of each episode are uh, recorded by Abhijit. Thank you, Abhijit. And they are put up on our channel, second channel. Do not forget to subscribe to the second channel because then it is automatic. Every time there is a new uh, episode of unanswered questions, you get notified right away. Next question from Mr. Lee again. In 2011, the U.S. started to attempt to slow down China's economic rise as they sensed that the monopolarity was nearing an end. When will the U.S. attempt to do the same to India and how? They never attempted to slow down China's economic rise. Um, I don't know where you've seen this, but I have not seen this. Uh, starting in 89, when, the, uh, when Tiananmen Square happened itself, they imposed certain knowledge and technology transfer curbs because they knew they had won the Cold War. So there was an attempt at preventing knowledge from getting there, but uh, I, I have not seen this specifically since 2011. Huh? Uh, 1989 was the turning point for me. Uh, and attempt to do the same to India, well, look, it depends. Uh, India is just not high enough. I mean, I know we think we're the center of the world's attention, but honestly, to tell you the truth... Nobody actually gives a shit about India. I'm sorry about it, but that's the reality. Uh, I've been burning up the lines this entire last two weeks to Moscow, to DC, to Berlin, to Paris. Most of them don't really don't give a damn. They're like, you know, support us or get out of the way. It's like that. We're just one more. I mean, okay, we're marginally more important than, say, Tuvalu or the Federated States of Micronesia. But nobody actually values our ability to bring anything substantial to the table. AK wants to know, can you give a brief account of the steps GOI has taken to bring back the students before the war breaks out? Do they have, do they do enough from their end? Why should they have to yeah, do they've anything? Done, yeah, they, they should. But why, I'm, look, they, you have but, to ask this question. Look, uh, what did they do for all the laborers who had to get back during uh, lockdown? Why do these people deserve more? Okay, that's, that's my real gripe. Why do these people deserve more than what those laborers deserved? In ke liye plane, un ke liye bus bhi nahi tha. So first understand, we're doing all these people a huge bloody favor. Okay, they, we have no goddamn responsibility to do it. Okay, now, 
what steps are they taking? Well, it's very simple. We are trying as best as possible, even today, apparently, in the conversation with Putin, humanitarian corridors were requested. Thankfully, they had already been announced prior to the phone call because uh, it was something Bennett and uh, Israeli Prime Minister Bennett and uh, French President Macron had already requested. And as I had predicted, Ukraine has said no to all of those corridors because uh, they their strategy is human shields. And the moment... The humans start leaving, you don't have any shields left. Okay, so, uh, uh, but anyway, uh, this is one of the things we've been trying to get is humanitarian corridors, and well, temporary humanitarian corridors. And uh, we have been trying to set up a, a cross-border between the Russian border, because see, a lot of the fighting is happening in the north, which is where we want that transport to be facilitated, which is simply not happening out there, right? Uh, and mostly it's because the Russians say that it's too dangerous. You want to go west, that's fine. But if you want to come north, there's the, they just don't want the risk of the Ukrainians staging a false flag using Indian or any other kind of students out there. So the, the Russians are actually being the responsible ones out here. Uh, so India has been trying... Uh, mixed results. Some have been truly remarkable achievements. Some have not. This is natural. Uh, and then uh, once, and look, we can't provide them with transport inside Ukraine. All we can do is keep urging the Ukrainians, please, in co-priority though. So, for example, they weren't allowed to board the trains in uh, to Lviv. You saw the videos where they were not allowed to take trains from Kharkiv to uh, Lvov. Kharkov to Lvov. Uh, I am not going to be using the Ukrainian pronunciation. I'm going to be using the Russian pronunciation. Kharkov to Lvov. And uh, they did not uh, allow them till, you know, uh, the PM called and had some speaking to do to them. Or the ministers had to do speaking to them. Then what's happening is the uh, uh, governments out there. Do you know my friend who I do the other podcast with Kushal Mehra? Because uh, his niece was stuck in Kharkov. Because she had to be evacuated uh, uh, the next day from after crossing the border, the government of India paid for a hotel for her. You're seeing all the horror stories about dormitories. Look, they're doing what they can. I mean, you've been given something. Be grateful for it. And mind you, 99% of them are. It's the 1% of the rotten apples who think they deserve bloody business class, first class, British Airways, first class return tickets from uh, uh, via New York back home. I'm sorry, you're not going to get it. And look, some of them are genuinely upset because they don't know when their education is going to resume. That I completely agree with. I mean, you're upset, fine, you're allowed to behave a certain way. And then from those four capitals, which is uh, four countries, Slovakia, Hungary, Romania and uh, Poland, um, Poland. they've been arranging flights for you free of cost. Uh, your uh, accommodation, once you cross the border, is arranged for you free of cost. Tomara Khana Pina is arranged for you free of cost. And oh, gee, they asked you to clean the toilets in order to get ahead of the list. Really? I clean my own toilets, damn it. To this day, I don't let my uh, uh, the person who cleans my house clean my toilets. I clean my own toilets. I clean my toilet. These people can toilet clean my toilet. What is it? What is it? What is it? 
I think those kids who are expressing such opinions, they need to get an attitude adjustment. I mean, it was your will and your wish to go to a particular city Look, or this, in a this, country. This, that particular section of society, there is something fundamentally rotten about them. It is India thrives because of the poor. It is the poor who join the army and go and die for you. It is the poor who do not complain when you didn't do anything for them during lockdown. And you still will not do anything for them. You will take them for granted. Why? Because they are not vocal. It is all these schmucks that you will do things for who come back from here. We should do what China did to their, their students. You know, one discussion, one guy said that China had evacuated all their students much before the conflict started. Any truth no, to that? No, okay. they did not. And but they can't even Chinese pass students. themselves off as Indians. So Look, Chinese students who go abroad are very rich. Never forget that. It isn't a middle class demographic that's coming out. It's a very rich demographic coming out. I remember when I went to Australia to study the kind of like all the Chinese students and the mainland Chinese students who'd rock up there, the middle class Chinese students who were like us were the Taiwanese or, you know, the Indonesian or Malaysian or Singaporean Chinese. All the Chinese Chinese who came, they would buy, okay, they couldn't buy Mercedes or BMW coupes. Some of them did, but mostly they were buying Toyota coupes. It was always coupes or SUVs. And I'm like, Idhar main hoon, mere paas haath mein paisa nahi hai, ek uh, 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 second hand uh, gaadi kharidne ki, and you are buying coupe shupe. Um, Abhijit, I have to tell you this. My daughter studied at a private college in San Diego. I won't name it, but people can put two and two together. This private college used to attract a lot of students from the Middle East. They'll come, their dad or mom will give them a Ferrari. Now, the problem is these people will double park and expect that the two adjacent parking spaces will not be filled up. This, play, this university was at a bluff where parking was at a premium and they would expect to do that. So there are many people who are spoiled, rich children and, and uh, very, very funny when you see these kinds of things. They actually loudly complain that, uh, you know, we are not getting double parking. <laughs> Yeah, see, I've decided I'm going to start complaining every time I don't get caviar in business class now. <laughs> okay, Dia D. Cruz. If, if I'm not mistaken, Ukraine doesn't qualify to be a NATO member. Ukraine and West would have spent some time in statements and talk. So what's the necessity of the invasion? Isn't it a wrong move by Putin? Look, I believe it's a... a... Look, I'm not falling for the madman thesis, but I've not been able to explain it rationally. I've been trying to see where I went wrong for the last 12 days. I'm trying to look for a logical explanation. And I'm not finding it. Okay, I'm, I'm, I, I've just not found it. So I'm sorry. I can't answer a question that I haven't found the answer to. There's a Tamil and I had for said, this. I fundamentally did not believe he would invade because it is so irrational. But so, I, so I don't subscribe to Madman Thesis because there's always rationality in a player. And I don't know the answer yet. So you're going to have to go back with that ancient Vedic. Uh, because, you know, at the end of the Vedas, the question is, I have searched, but I have not found. It's like that. I have searched, but I have not found. This is my own Vedic. This is the uh, uh, Abhijit Bhasma Veda, the fifth great Veda. <laughs> 
All right, next question. I was going to say something, but it's okay. By the way, somebody has been asking me, how come I have not released the Hindu name of Mr. M.K. Stalin? Once upon a time, Dr. Swami told me, I think maybe it was also in a speech, you can look it up on YouTube, that his Hindu name is Ayappa. All right. Next question, please. Aditya wants to know, what is the end game for Putin with so many sanctions consuming Russia? Will it be another North Korea? Yes, it will. It, it's going that way, unfortunately. Okay, uh, it, it, It's a commodities, uh, unlike North Korea, it's a huge commodities uh, superpower. You know, th there, there is no mineral on earth probably that it is not one of the top five producers of. So, uh, uh, but you're going to look, I uh, assume over the next year, you will see its per capita income is about $10,000. I think you'll see about a $2,000 drop. Uh, and then you will see a further, well, it's about $12,000, but you'll see a $2,000 drop. And then let's see how it goes, boss. I'm, I'm just very upset with what's happened. But anyway, I'm not able to think rationally. Kush278 wants to know, Hi Abhijit, how do you rate the Russian forces campaign so far in Ukraine? Is it Western propaganda and saying Putin planned a quick victory according to me, which will be two to three months? Yes and no, because we don't really know what Putin thought. The only publicly available information that we had was that, uh, 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 you know, the uh, notice of air movement, the, you know, the ban saying, hey, we're testing missiles, or in this case, we're invading, is for till uh, till May 14th. So if you go by the documentation, he clearly planned a two-three month op. But the very fact that he only committed 10% of his forces to the initial assault uh, would suggest that he probably planned a quick victory. But what goes against it, again, is the fact that the 100% of forces that he has on the border, and I'm not talking about all of Russia, just what he had committed on the border to Ukraine, are more than adequate for the job. Uh, uh, my satellite access went off about two, three days back. Uh, they're now blanking out images of Ukraine. Now, why? Why is it that no satellite company, the Korean satellite company, the American satellite companies, the European satellite companies want us to see what's happening in uh, Ukraine? Why? Uh, I don't know. But from everything we saw before that is that Ukrainian conventional forces were being crushed. Crushed and how? Okay. Uh, literally fields and fields upon fields of devastation. So... Uh, <coughs> No, boss, wait till May 14th and we'll have this conversation again. All right. Uh, next question. How would you rate economy during Congress and now during BJP? Well, there were different issues. Okay. Uh, BJP, despite its victory, is doing literally nothing uh, or very little. They keep squandering majorities. And Congress was just corruption, 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 corruption. Yeah, see, there's a fine line between corruption. I'm a great fan of corruption because it's it's how you lubricate a, a rotten, overly red-taped bureaucratic system like India. The problem is when it becomes too much corruption, that lubrication turns into a leak. Okay, so it's like how water uh, uh, filled up in the next room and now it's baad ban gaya hai tumhare kamre mein. Hmm. That, that was the difference. The BJP, 
look, I'm the kind of structural adjustments we should be seeing. Okay, even the incremental adjustments that Vajpayee did, wo bhi nahi hai. There's a very there are some plans that are good, undeniably. The synthesis isn't all that great. And sometimes when you don't synthesize reforms properly, you can have negative synergy. Okay. Uh, what factors or decisions by the BJP delaying $5 trillion? Aray, $5 trillion GDP is not going to be in my life. Okay, your life is not going to be in my life. $5 trillion what, by the way? When you say $5 trillion economy, is it a $5 trillion paisa economy? See, they, they will just go and say GDP calculations, and then the GDP formula will be changed to make it look like it's five trillion. It's okay, yeah, chodo. It doesn't yeah. matter. I mean, th these are all you know optics. They're chodo. AK, hmm. do you think Biden has deliberately created the current situation to shift focus away from China? Is he compromised? I don't think deliberately, but I think a lot of miscalculations are happening in that administration, which were perceived as deliberate. Okay. I, uh, in all previous administrations, there was a very strong central ability to synthesize all the departments because we had very powerful presidents. Trump, his own system was trying to get him. So it started breaking down then. What you're seeing now is a complete breakdown of synthesis because you either have a demented or an Alzheimer's president. So I don't know what he suffers from, but it's clearly very serious synaptic decline. So what you're seeing is nobody is taking the president's office seriously and different arms are working differently. They're all pathologically Russophobic. So nobody probably synthesized the hostility to which they were going to ramp up Russia relations. So uh, I don't think deliberately there's maybe some element of deliberation but overall possibly not it's very hard to tell but possibly not uh channel the gi joe show how can we make a moral not legal claim to kashmir when we accept the existence of pakistan after all it's unfinished business of the partition of india no it's not unfinished business as far as we're concerned uh, the moral claim right now with what has happened with Ukraine is even higher. We should simply say that what Pakistan did to uh, Kashmir is exactly what Russia did to Ukraine, which is use an ethno-nationalist uh, uh, argument to barge in. Uh, that is your moral claim. Okay, that is your moral claim. What is, what's this, what this video, WTV, uh, Abhijit Bhaiya, when we are progressing in the same time, China and others are also progressing. This way, we need some radical changes and other measures to surpass them. What do you think yes. that would be? Well, boss, uh, the, the what you needed to focus on was education. What you needed to focus on is manufacturing. Uh, now you've missed that ball and I don't know what we're going to focus on anymore. Because see, everybody is going gaga over 3D and additive manufacturing. Remember the easiest things like toothbrushes and bulbs and tube lights, which is what China became rich on the back of. Uh, those will be the first things to become additive manufacturing. Okay, so even your learning curve is being taken away from you. So unless you're willing to get into manufacturing even now, and pay for the education or at least corp 
count on the job training as CSR, you are not going to go anywhere. And they're just not doing it. You know, just mouthing off, oh, $5 trillion economy, you're not going to be a $5 trillion economy. Uh, you, you need to invest in education. You need to invest in seeing to it that uh, job training, on-job training is... Uh, sorry, I have to take this phone. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Um, yeah, go ahead. We'll, we'll take you out of... Uh, you can go ahead and take the call. Um, viewers, uh, small request. Please do like, share, and subscribe to our channel. And do not forget to click on the bell button. I know I sound like I'm begging here. I'm not begging. I'm requesting you nicely. Uh, one of the things that we have been doing in our channel is present all points of view. Even in this Russia-Ukraine conflict, we've been presenting all points of view. Some of those things, personally, somebody may agree or may not agree. But at least you, it helps you to understand something, looking at it from different directions. Next question, please. Chai wants to know, is it possible to make LOC an international border to make peace with Pakistan? Uh, is it possible to make an LOC an international border with Pakistan? Well, that is our preferred solution. Uh, the problem is that nobody is nobody in the Pakistani side is willing to accept that. Okay. Uh, nobody on the Chinese side is willing to accept that. Uh, China may have been willing to do that, but maybe not even that. Because remember, with Burma, they accepted a line very close to, not exactly, but very close to the Makman line. Okay. Uh, but look, I think the boat on that again has sailed. So there is no... Uh, and with Pakistan, that that even that little hope was never there. Okay. So uh, biting off more than we can chew, yes. And unfortunately, I think as the power differential between China and India keeps going. Yeah. Yeah. Next question from Karan Pandita. When do you think same-sex marriage will be legalized in India as well as marijuana? Who do you think, which, which party will do that? I think marijuana has already been legalized. I think consumables are legalized, if I'm not mistaken. I know two or three product manufacturers that are planning on bringing their products into the market. Same-sex marriage... Bang, marijuana? Uh, bang, maybe. Uh, well, Bang is totally legal, by the way. Bang yeah, is yeah, legal. You can yeah, There's go government go Bang shops. But uh, same-sex marriage, well, you know, I filed a petition in the Supreme Court for it. So let's see what happens with that. Well, the Delhi High Court, not the Supreme Court. Uh, and which party do you think will do that? I don't think it will be done by a party. I think it will be done by judicial fiat, uh, which will force the government to do things. Hmm. And Justin Trudeau used the invasion of Ukraine to crack down on the truckers? No. Uh, no, he had already cracked down and broken that protest up before Ukraine started. Uh, in fact, uh, America tried the same thing and it didn't quite fly. So just wanted to put that but, out there. It is but I want you to all recognize this. Uh, all the COVID restrictions across states have been falling rapidly. They've been using Ukraine to pedal back the back bad science and the mask mandates and things like that. And nobody's been noticing. Have you noticed Fauci? This is the longest that Fauci has not been on TV. He's not been on TV for almost 10 days now. So they're basically peddling back Fauci. They're peddling back the bad science. And they're using this as a 
backdoor way so that nobody will remember or talk about any uh, uh, COVID now and they will slowly start removing the restrictions. Uh, Smita Alba wants to know, what are the employment opportunities for a graduate, postgraduate in international affairs? Well, it depends on how good you are. Right. Uh, if you start with a internship when you're doing your graduate, or if you're a PG, then, you know, start writing for a think tank and things like that. It depends on how good you are. Uh, like they say, the more precocious you are, the higher you grow. Uh, a request to everyone to just put one question in one line, one request. Don't put three questions in one request. It's difficult for Abhijit. It is difficult for me. Plus, you all type it on your cell phones, full of mistakes. Please help us out. Thank you. Next question. Anurag Sena wants to know, one or two books Abhi will recommend everyone. NY Field. What is NY Field? I don't know. Next question. Uh, Neoconservatives. Neocons, read it. Global. Okay. Neocons, globalist, Germany, Russia, China, Ukraine itself. What is the exact interlinking in this game? I don't know. I've been trying to figure this out because, like I said, I'm not willing to buy that America is suicidal or Europe is suicidal. I'm not willing to buy that Russia is suicidal. But I don't know what the hell is happening, dude. I literally don't know. I pride myself on a, uh, uh, you know, a, uh, uh, a 40,000 foot view. I'm not able to decipher this at all. I'm sorry. I just, I'm not. There's uh, just today I heard some amazing financial stuff that financial indicators from about almost six months back, which should have given us warning that Russia was preparing for war. But then I've told you this before, you know, I don't look at finance. I am to finance what Rahul Gandhi is to politics. So uh, uh, I'm, I'm trying to figure that out. Maybe the answer lies in the financial markets. But like I said, if the answer lies in the financial markets, your, uh, your chances of uh, me giving you an accurate estimate of it are just about as high as the chances of Rahul Gandhi becoming Prime Minister. Uh, this is the last question. After this, all the unanswered questions will be pulled and then Abhijit will record them and we'll put it on Channel 2. Can you put the Channel 2 link, please, after this question so people know where to look for in case they're starting from a web URL? Um, Garo Kataria wants to know, has there been an increase in nasal activity in Naval activity, I think, in 2021. How can we solve this problem? I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't know about nasal activity, dude. I really don't. But I can show you my nostrils if you want. Please, uh, please, 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 please. It is getting too gross. Thank you. But, uh, but he wanted to know about nasal activity. I guess he's saying <laughs> naval activity. No. Um, curiously not. Uh, there's been no, uh, well, look, th there's been no shift in naval activity that it's picked uh, up, uh, that we've been able to pick up, if you were asking about naval activity. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's have the link for the second channel now, and then we will wind up today's program. I apologize. 
something else has to be done right now. Go ahead, please. Put up the link for channel two, please. Yeah. Put up the link. There you go. Like, share, subscribe, and just comment. Put really nice things for the algorithm. If you want to abuse me, you can do that as well. Uh, but just leave that comment saying Abhijit, tu ye hai, wo hai, and all of that just for the algorithm. It apparently helps the algorithm. And, and thank you, Abhijit. From the bottom of my heart, the guy is traveling and he still scheduled his travel so that he would make this thing on time. Thank you once again, Abhijit. Namaskar. And we'll see you again very soon. May the blessings of our Lord in Christ be on all our viewers.